Hello and welcome to the After Dinner Podcast. My name is Jay Swords. This is our podcast extension for ROI Show 540. Guests for today are Kayla Forret Munoz, Vice President of Quad City Paws, and Damian Swords, Board Member of Quad City Paws. And we're talking about that wonderful organization, Quad City Paws. The history buffs today are John Keeley and Terry Toppler. Terry, start us off this time. All right, thank you. So, Kayla and Damian, uh, earlier you talked about the different fundraisers uh, that QC Paws does. Can you tell me if I want to donate, um, besides money, are there, is there a list or of products or supplies that you could use? Um, how would I go about that? There absolutely is. If you go to qcpause.org or you look up QC Pause on Facebook, um, everything is right there. You can find anything from our Amazon wish list to our Venmo, PayPal, and just our actual item list. Um, always needed is cleaning supplies. Bleach is gold to the shelter. So if you ever happen to see that on sale, please think of pause. Um, same with non-clumping uh, cat litter is really important. Cleaning supplies are usually one of the biggest things that we are always in short supply of. But yes, uh, look at our website or please check out the Facebook page. We will always pop up immediate needs. A couple weeks ago, we were really in short supply of litter pans. And so the community was able to rally and quickly get us some stuff because we are uh, running short on supplies these days. Okay, John. Uh, question. How did you guys cope with the... Uh trials and tribulations of COVID. I mean, here you've got it where everyone's supposed to go in isolation and yet the pets still needed people and they needed protection and all the above. But, um, you know, a pandemic was hitting the world. How'd you guys deal with this uh, difficult situation? Um, I don't, you were not on the board during COVID. Board yeah. Yet. So um, I'm going to continue to talk, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. COVID was definitely a hard one. We uh, did a lot of Zoom meetings from the board, a lot of outside meetings. Um, fundraising became an interesting new skill set of switching some things online. At one point, we did an online uh, trivia night and bingo. Uh, anything we could do to try to keep things generating. The animals definitely were of direct concern. We did have a core group of volunteers um, that are like the weekly, you can always count on volunteers at the shelter that were continuing to come in. Um, but yeah, there were times where the shelter was shut down that we were forced just like everyone else. Um, and so things did become very scary. I will tell you from the financial aspect, we are still really, really hurting from COVID. Our numbers are definitely still down. People are giving in a different way now. Um, in some of our bigger fundraisers, we were definitely seeing uh, thousands less than we had normally uh, achieved before COVID. So we're still feeling it and we're still trying to pivot. And this is why we're coming up with new ideas and ways to survive. I will say the animal side, um, as you probably seen, everyone was home. So everyone wanted to go and adopt a new best friend, which is phenomenal. However, everyone's back to work and did no training with new best friend. And now we are getting new best friend back. So this oh. is creating a whole new set of challenges for uh, for shelters across the country. Hmm. Kayla and Damien, that that was that's a perfect segue into where I was going to go because we know on a national level that that's an issue that mm -hmm. people went crazy with pets because they were trapped at home. And Correct. This was my way of of getting companionship, particularly cities, mm -hmm. big cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really had. And then of course the world has changed back. Maybe not completely, but a lot. 
yeah has has come back to kind of where it was um and so how do shelters deal with that influx of new old animals Mm -hmm. and then what kinds of are or are there even um sort of services that are available to help people work their way through the idea of oh i have to you know i really have to take care of my pet instead of my pet just being a companion um are there ways to to do that or to help people work through you know my dog pees in the house because i'm not there to let him out every two hours and you know how do i how do i stop that how do i change that Um, absolutely because i would think all of that's got to be part of that that re uh that that problem that's happening for folks and in how do we deal with pets that i we really didn't have to take care of in in quite the way we would have normally this is a really exciting question actually because the shelter just changed some things um operationally and the shelter director did inform us they changed the days that they were open um for a while the shelter had been closed on sundays however now the shelter is closed on wednesdays but not truly closed staff is there even on christmas feeding cleaning things like that but wednesdays now by appointment our owner surrenders and so That has kind of changed the game. Instead of just being able to walk in the door any day and say, I'm done with this dog, when, say, the shelter is overran or or crazy busy and things are just going on, now by having appointment times, the staff is able to get down more to the root of the problem. Is this just a training issue? Is life really hard and you can't afford to buy food this month? How can we best support you so you can maybe keep your dog or cat? And so this is a new initiative that they have been running for, I'd say, two and a half, three months now. And I feel like the stories I'm hearing on the back end is there's some really good successes of being able to keep those pets in the homes because sometimes it just comes down to knowledge. And so that's a great thing. Yeah, that's terrific. I love that. Heck Terry. Yeah, yeah uh, Kayla or Damien, uh, do you offer some kind of dog training classes for the public where they could bring in their dog and go through, you know, the basic training um, activities? We do not offer any training uh, at this time, but I know that there are some great resources out in town as well. There is. There's some great trainers that work um, with the shelter quite a bit or will come in for different consults and things if needed. Um, We both personally work with different trainers. um, So always, you can reach out to the PAWS Facebook page. It is all volunteer ran, so please understand we are not staffed. We are not paid to watch those messages, but we are pretty quick at responding. Um, So yes, please reach out to PAWS and just say, my dog needs training. Who do you recommend? Um, If there's cat issues, we have an amazing volunteer. I will go ahead and call her Cat Lady Julie, because that is definitely who she is. She's fantastic. And she will answer all of your cat questions, including training questions, things like that, to see if we can try to bridge the gap between you and kitty at home so please uh reach out to the pause facebook page we are here we are not trainers but we are here to try to help thank you john is the reason you call her cat lady because if it was cat woman dc would have the copyrights on you that's right 100 sued yes (laughs) how do you read my thoughts john we've never met um absolutely i i understand comic books pretty well uh no this is a question at damien i i have to ask this if i recall when you came home with that dog <laughs> from the meeting, you did not tell your uh, significant other that a dog was coming home, correct? 
Uh, no, I definitely had to work her down. Like, well, his name was Butterball at the time. I got him last thing. I'm talking Arafeld. She didn't. She wasn't expecting it. Right. She wasn't well, I, I I put it on pretty thick. You know, I explained <laughs> that the world shifted when I met this dog. Oh, so it there was, were stars in his eyes. Don't yes. be. Don't be concerned about that he definitely did he butterballed butterball's mother up a little bit um but you know you look at this dog that has so much going on between those eyes three brains all all you had to do was pivot right to her father and of course he was on your side so that wasn't well who do you think was the first choice Oh, we tried. Yeah. I didn't even know Jay. And Damien's like, Jay or I are taking this dog. One of us is taking this dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so I got the uh I, I was I knew something was up before long <laughs> before Arafel did. <laughs> but Damien, I do want to ask, so can you talk a little bit what were the, the challenges and the joys of having a dog come home from a from a shelter? Um, you know, I can, you know, add that I think Ronan is amazing on so many levels mm-hmm. and he's such a cool dog, but there are challenges. So, yeah. so what, what do you, if you were giving advice to people, what kinds of things would you say about here's what's likely to be stuff that you need to think about when you, when you have a, a, a new best friend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, with rescues, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes you don't know. You only see what you saw there at the shelter. You don't know exactly how they're going to react. And even if there it was a fantastic meeting between the dogs that you had prior and the dog that you're bringing home, you know, they may not always get along. So, um, luckily, with Rem and Roe, they just they got together very well. Um, but that's always something to think about. So we were kind of helicopter parents there for a minute, watching the dogs, making sure nobody's fighting, and both had bones and things like that. But uh, absolutely having enough to uh, to stimulate the dog um, and keep him preoccupied and get that energy out and kennel train if you need to um, so that they don't destroy your house. Um, so, yeah, I mean, and then if you don't have an animal at all and you're, um, which has been a very long time for us, but kind of doggy proofing your house too, making sure the animal can't get into chemicals or poisonous things in the yard and or, or paint or yes, paint. <laughs> paint paint would be yes, be one of those things because mm-hmm. you buy your wife a new rug, right, yes. Damien? Right, yes. right, right. My um, my, I think the first couple of weeks I brought Ronan home, uh, he escaped his kennel. So get a crate that will hold the animal step one um but he got out of his kennel and then carried a gallon of white paint down the stairs and somehow got it open onto my rug i still think his sister set him up but it's fine <laughs> well and and the, there may have yeah there, there may have been some collusion yes. there I'm, i, you I know, think Britton just I, did it I'm, I'm gonna be honest i think she set up her brother out. tried to send him back home <laughs> <laughs> you are really good with enrichment though you are a very on top of it dog parent and so you've utilized doggy daycare training mm-hmm. resources things like that to keep ronnie's mind uh active and strong absolutely i think that's another thing i want to bring up is that you know i know everyone don't they don't have the means to afford like doggy daycare things like that and uh, we do hear a lot of times that owners want to surrender their dogs they say oh i just don't have enough time for this animal and it's like i've seen my dog i know how many hours a day this boy sleeps yes you know and even if you only have you know uh a little bit of time after work to run that dog or play with that dog he you'll be happy you know um you don't need four or five hours a day to tire the dog out so well and along those lines one of my pet peeves 
as a as a lifelong dog owner mm-hmm. is that people rarely take the time to figure out what a breed is. Oh yes. What it means. Yes. You know, yes. is this a you know, people gravitate to little dogs because they're little. Little dogs are often very high energy dogs. They're often very high strung dogs. They're loud. They they can be aggressive. Terriers, after all, were bred as ratters for heaven's sake. Absolutely. You know, um, or they'll look at. I had a Saint Bernard. I had a 160 pound Saint Bernard. Okay, she was a big goo ball, and all she really wanted to do was sleep for 20 hours a day. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. She was the world's perfect apartment dog. We didn't live in an apartment, but in terms of one, you know, having no energy level, or people complain about Australian shepherds that are t- chewing, you know, chewing everything up. Well, you can't put a shepherd in an apartment, in a little tiny apartment, and leave him there for eighteen hours. He will find things to occupy yes. his time eventually, you know, yeah. and not necessarily. So, I'm interested. Does the shelter, when people come in to adopt, do you? Does the shelter talk, or do you guys do on your Facebook page? Do you have links to here's the the traits of this breed? How you know here's what you should be thinking about those kinds of things to kind of help people make sure that that the person and the dog are a match. Absolutely. So the shelter um, works really really hard when somebody comes in to ask about the environment and things that are going to go on with the animal. Um, we are huge proponents of do your research um, on the breed. Um, for instance, if you love the look of any herding breed, but you have small kids and do not want their ankles nipped, look somewhere else or be okay with that. Um, you can only train a dog so much to not do what's genetically predisposed in their brain. So that's something good to remember. Um it Google's your best friend. So if you think you're interested in a breed, go to Google. Um, but talk to the staff. Just literally be honest about your lifestyle. If you are the video gamer that just wants a house hippo, look at those pit bulls. Because I'm telling you, they'll be your best friend. Um, if you have an active life and you need somebody to go out and doing all the things with you, we have dogs for that too. So actually, pits are also good for that. Um, the most versatile dog, if you ask me. But yes, the shelter staff is there to go over what this dog's needs are. And they also kind of start learning their personalities, too, of the individual dog to be able to tell you, like, this dog is either going to exceed your expectations of movement and exercise or you need to look somewhere else. All right. We would like to thank our guests for this 540th show, Kayla Forret Munoz, Vice President of QC Paws, and Damian Sorts, board member of QC Paws. We've been talking about that wonderful organization, QC Paws. The history bus for today's show were John Keeley and Terry Toppler. ROI can be found at 9.30 p.m. Friday nights on KALA Radio or on the web at tunein.com. If you're looking for older programs, you can find them at soundcloud.com. Just put K-A-L-A radio, all one word, in the search and click on the first icon and then scroll down to find a decade's worth of ROI shows. You can also find ROI on all your favorite streaming platforms. ROI is recorded at station K-A-L-A, St. Ambrose University.